Blog Talk Radio. This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy sports radio than anywhere on the planet. At least 12 hours of fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus more fantasy sports talk every Saturday and Sunday. More than 50 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Try getting that on your radio dial. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. One bleeds red, and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. let's go! On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, with your host, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you've got Mike here. Uh, Scott, uh, he's got a little bit of a touch of the flu. and uh, But uh, don't fret, uh, because uh, this is Michael Trent, and uh, we're going to help you out on uh, Red versus Blue, Sports Talk Radio, Fantasy Sports Talk Radio, uh, the ins and outs, uh, the what you have to do, what you got to do, what you need to do, and what you don't want to do as far as uh, fantasy football. Uh, I'm your host, uh, co-host, uh, Michael Trent. Uh, call me Mike. Um, hope that Scott gets better. He's uh, kind of a little under the flu for a bit, but uh, we're going to be joined with uh, Bill in a little bit, and uh, obviously uh, Alex, and he's going to be joining us in a little while as well. Uh, we're going to break down uh, what happened last week as well as what's going to happen this week. Uh, a lot of things going on. Uh, a lot of things in the world of fantasy football because, uh, let's face it, this is a big week. This is week nine. This is the time to uh, either make that run. If you're in a, uh, you know, a single league, uh, you've got to make that run. You've got to find out what's going to happen for your team and uh, what's going to happen uh, for the rest of the year. If you're in a dynasty league, uh, it, it might be a time to uh, say, hey, you know, this might be a time to uh, – you know, get somebody or uh, save somebody or or do what have you. But uh, this is a time to uh, to uh, do what you need to do and, and make some moves. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing from a lot of you. Uh, we've had a uh, breakdown in uh, communication, but uh, I think we're up and going. I'm going to be uh, joined, like I said, by uh, Chill Bill, a good friend of mine for over 20 years. Uh, Bill Hinton, he'll be joining me as well. Um, just to break down some games and uh, break down some stuff, and uh, you know, I, I just can't wait to can't wait to see what he brings to the table. Uh, he did it uh, quite a while back, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to him doing it again. Um, and then, obviously, uh, Alex Taganowski kind of, kind of, I kind of <laughs> did something to him last week, and. I wish I wouldn't have done it, but uh, you know I, I loved every every play he had, and uh, so this week I'm going to do something different. When Alex comes on, and uh, as the prognosticator, which he is, when he gives you his plays, I'm going to step away and go grab a coke or a cold beer or something. I, I'm going to get away so he can make his picks and. Uh, feel good about it, so I don't have to agree, because the last time I agreed with every one of his, and he went 0-3, but he, he's he's pretty awesome, he's pretty awesome, but uh, again, this is uh, Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, and uh, if you want to call in, uh, 327-324-3504, 
chat room is always open. Uh, we'd love to have you. Um, like I said, we're, we're without Scott tonight, but, uh, you know, we make do. Uh, we make do. And uh, I'm just kind of getting logged in and uh, making sure everything's going to work out okay with everybody. But uh, I want to touch on, there's, there's a couple of topics that's on my mind right now. Um, first off is Ryan Moat. Um, I've noticed on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues that uh, I have seen a lot of money put in on Ryan Moat. And, you know, on, on, on one side I can understand that, but on the other side I can't. Um, Steve Slayton, he fumbles the ball left and right, let's face it. But uh, how in the heck can you pay like, like if you have $1,200, how in the heck can you pay eight, nine, five, four hundred $400 on Ryan Moats right now? Because they got a three, three backs, three backs. Ryan Moats, Steve Slayton, uh, Brown. I mean, those three are going to split now. And, I mean, Kubiak, I mean, he's already said that. And uh, so I don't. I do not understand how that offense uh, can carry those guys and how you can feel good about spending that much money on Ryan Moat. Um, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, you guys are going to have to help me out with because I just don't, I don't understand it. Alex, I, yeah, all these guys are like I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do you hear me? Do Mike doesn't hear me. Do you hear me? Mike, it's yeah, Harry. Mike, do you hear me? Yes. Okay, my question is, but no, my response is, I don't think that uh, Houston will replace Steve Slayton with Ryan Moats. I think that Steve Slayton is a star, and Ryan Moats probably is a great running back, but he will not be replaced by Steve Slayton. What do you think about that? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I've always believed in Steve Slayton, uh, but if, if Steve Slayton keeps fumbling the ball the way he does, then he'll fumble somebody like you, and, it, I mean, that's going to be a bad deal. So uh, I like Steve Slayton. That's how I felt him, Mike. Do I? This is Tammy Cole from Brandenburg, Kentucky. Tammy, how are you doing? <laughs> hey, hey, for, for all those of you out there, Tammy Cole, she has been with, she has been in our local league for years and done just a wonderful job. Uh, he does outstanding, and uh, so, so Tammy, you would, you would keep Steve Slayton. I would, I would. I love the Texans, you know that. I've had Matt Schaub in the past. I like Steve Slayton. I don't know why he's fumbling, but no, I think that um, I think Steve Slayton is the star of that team. Uh, you know, not running back. They're star running back of that team. Right. Well. I what, does the uh, does the fumbling uh, the fumbling thing with uh, Steve uh, Slayton does that bother you? Well, they play pretty tough teams defensively, and I think that uh, let's just face the fact: has Houston ever really been even in competition? No. So they are facing tough teams defensively, and I feel that maybe he needs to do like Kiki used to do and carry the ball with him all the time. I, I think he's a great running back. You know that. He's a great running back. He's a star. He he just I think that I I think Houston's an up and coming team. Other people might think that I'm crazy, but I think they are an up and coming team. I love Matt Schaub. I love their wide receivers. I I, I just I like them. I've watched them play personally. I've watched them play several times. We have Tennessee Titans season tickets. You know that. They're good. Right. They're very good. They're good. Well, you know what, Tammy? I'm, I'm glad you joined us because uh, I was going to bring that up. Uh, you guys have season tickets uh, to the Tennessee Titans, 
and uh, they broke out with their first win, uh, a great win. And how good does Chris Johnson look? Chris Johnson's good. Is it good because because Tennessee stinks? No, I don't think so. Chris Johnson's good. Tennessee better be thinking about they better hang on to Chris Johnson. Uh, he's good. He's very good. Another another NFL team right now. Oh my God! Uh, it's gonna tell them what they would do. You know that. Uh, he's that good, Mike. He's so good to watch. He's fun. He's good. Okay, all right, well, Tammy, well, I'll tell you what, uh, thanks for checking in, and uh, I, I really do appreciate it, and uh, we'll, we hope to uh, check in with you tomorrow or Breeders' Cup. Hey, are we are we doing um, Breeders' Cup tomorrow? <laughs> well, yeah, we are. I don't know if you are or not. <laughs> we are. We are. He's not drunk. He's just drinking. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, Tammy. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, that's one of my uh, one of my good friends. Uh, she's uh, her and uh, her her and her husband. They're uh, they're good friends, and they uh, they own uh, part of a team in a local league. And uh, they uh, they bought they bought season tickets to the Tennessee Titans this year, and it was a lot of fun because I was like, oh wow, man, you guys are going to get to see a good team. And next thing you know. 0 oh, and 6, 0 oh, and 6. It's like, uh-oh, uh-oh. But, uh, but, but they stand through, and uh, they're having fun with them. But uh, anyway, uh, let's, uh, let's, move on to, uh, let's move on to what we got going on. Uh, the, uh, we got a week. Let's see, we've got uh, run most done. Is, uh, this week, uh, a lot of stuff is going to happen with um, – Let's see here. We got the uh, one game that I want to focus on is the uh, Arizona Chicago Bears, Cardinals Bears. Uh, this ought to be a this ought to be a good one. Uh, with the uh, the last time uh, these two teams have matched up, every game has gone over the total. Uh, one thing I see about it, Jay Cutler, I don't see much happening with Jay Cutler. Um, Arizona, I, I see uh, Chicago's defense, uh, you know, barreling down and uh, not allowing Kurt Warner to do much at all. Uh, Tim Hightower out of the backfield, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit, but I'm not sure. Uh, Chris Wells, just a little bit. Uh, this game could be uh, this game could be limited, believe it or not, into the uh, say the twenty one seventeen category. So uh, I don't know. That's that's just something I'm thinking of. I'm getting a uh, I'm getting a message and I'm multitasking, but we're doing what we can. Uh, one game that uh, that I did want to bring to the table and. Was the uh, San Diego Chargers New York Giants? Uh, this game, the Giants needs they need so much. They need so much so quick, and uh, there, there's no way to hit a ten ten run homer. But uh, this is a game that Tom Coughlin, I can just see him right now. He's going okay. This is the time that we need him. This is the time that we need to come to the plate and. Uh, for the New York Giants, this, this is that time, and uh, I don't, I don't know if they can do it against San Diego. But then again, Norvin Turner, Norvell Turner, uh, I don't think, I don't think he's going to, uh, I don't think he's going to do much either. Um, but the one thing that needs to happen is LT Ladanian Thompson. Can the New York Football Giants stop LT? LT is starting to run. He's starting to run better. Um, Rivers is getting more comfortable in the uh, in the pocket. So, what can happen with uh, San Diego and, uh, and 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 their offense? I don't know. It's going to be something to it's going to be something to figure out. 
another game to uh, check on would be Miami and New England. Wildcat. Is Wildcat old? I don't know. I don't think it is. I, I don't think the Wildcats old. Uh, for some, they consider it a novelty. Uh, I know Bill Belichick, he, he considers considers it a novelty, but uh, I don't think so. Uh, the Wildcat is, is there. It's, it's there for real. Uh, Rex Ryan, 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 uh, he he considers it a novelty, but uh, the the only way they say that is because it's a novelty to them and they can execute it. Miami can execute the Wildcats. Uh, there's very few teams that can execute it, and there's other teams that get upset because they can't execute it. I, I'm I'm very intrigued by this Miami at, at New England game. Um, Miami's defense, I think, is is good enough to give New England fits. Uh, fits enough to where uh, you know they they can hold them to uh, 24 if if. I know that sounds crazy, but if Miami can hold New England to 24, Miami might win this game. Uh, I don't have a line in front of me, but uh, I would. This this game screams over. But uh, you know that's just that's the way I see that game. I'm um, looking at uh, Washington, Atlanta. Um, Fuck, Mike, are you having issues? Yes, I am. Who's there? <laughs> I'm on, huh? <laughs> oh, what's up, Bill? Hey, not much, buddy. I, uh, I thought we lost contact there or something. Well, I did, man. I, I mean, I got I got booted out at like uh, like two minutes to eleven, and I was like, uh oh. Uh-oh. Did I hang on pretty good? Uh, you you hung in there, buddy. Um, uh, as far as uh, your stuff about Ryan Mokes that you were going over earlier on. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about Ryan Mokes a little bit, Bill. Let's uh, kill Bill, by the way, on Red versus Blue. A <laughs> uh, little on uh, Ryan Mokes. The last time Ryan Mokes was really relevant was uh, December of 2005. Um, he had a little two-week reign of terror where uh, he went for 11 for 114 and two touchdowns against the Giants, including a 40-yarder. Uh, then the next week against the uh, Rams, uh, he goes for 12 for 78 with one touchdown, uh, busts a 59-yarder in that. Um, the only two other times later in the year that he had more than five carries, uh, he had a game nine for 13 and seven for 23. And by the way, he lost three fumbles and 55 touches that year. Uh, wow. So don't think he can't fumble his way out of this job either. Uh, he got hurt in 06 and missed all of 07. Uh, last year he had one week where he went for 12 for 38 yards for a touchdown in week 17. Uh, he's only had two games this year with carries. And I think this is kind of significant because the other one was against Oakland, who uh, is ranked 28th in the league in run defense. Um he went for 15 for 56. Not exactly impressive. Um, no, it's not. So let's not get excited over 126 yards and three touchdowns against uh, Buffalo. By the way, uh, if you're looking for Buffalo in the run defense rankings, uh, start from the bottom. They're the first team you find. So I'm not so sure that they couldn't put anybody back there and ran the ball on Buffalo. I think uh, Kubiak just sent a message to uh, Steve Slayton. I think he got that message. I think he ends up taking his job back. Uh, but keep one thing in mind, who knows, uh, Kubiak is the spawn of uh, Mike Shanahan, who's been known to uh, do crazy things with running backs. So uh, who knows who might be in there. But uh, if you take a look at the schedule, whoever is starting for uh, Houston is definitely fantasy relevant the rest of the year. They get Indy twice, mid-pack run defense. Tennessee, who's not good at stopping anything, run or pass. They're at Jacksonville, 25th against the run. Uh, Seattle, not really a, a horrid matchup. Uh, at St. Louis in uh, week two of the playoffs, which is a 28th ranked run defense. 
And then finally, though, you're going to have to sit them probably in the title game, in your championship game if you play it in week 16 at Miami, sixth in the league, horrible matchup. So, but definitely some relevance and definitely some softies down the road. Uh, some good spots for Slayton to get his confidence back, too, if he is in there. That sounds good, Bill. Uh, you know, I, you know, it's a tough situation uh, to be in uh, to be in Houston, to be a running back in Houston, and to be a fantasy owner of a running back in Houston, uh, especially with next week being a buy. I mean, it's going to be very difficult. Um, the one thing that I've I've been thinking about is uh, how relevant is uh, on the other side of it. Uh, how relevant is uh, Michael Turner. Michael Turner, I mean, he hasn't done much. And then he uh, showed up uh, last week for a little while, and he's going to be at home against the Redskins, which uh, they don't they don't really they don't do much against the rush or the pass. But uh, do you think that uh, Michael Turner could uh, continue to have a breakout second half of the year? Well, I, I, I like Michael Turner. I like him uh, in this matchup. Uh, even though the Redskins defense actually, you know, they really have played pretty well considering the spots their offense continues to put the defense in. Uh, but because of that um, and the ineptness of the uh, Redskins offense, I think you're going to see Atlanta with a lot of short fields, uh, a lot of opportunities. Uh, he may not burn it up in yardage. You know, he may go for 24 carries, 80 yards, but he may get you two one-yard touchdown runs. So I do like the burner in that matchup. And, heck, honestly, I, I like Clinton Portis, really, in that matchup for probably the first time in, since 1968. Uh, he's not on the injury list this week. First time I can remember him forever. Uh, he's healthy. Atlanta's uh, run defense doesn't scare me at all. So I, I could see him Porter be, Portis uh, being very relevant in that game. Yep. Okay, we got a, uh, we got a call from the 614 area code. You still with us? I'm sorry that we uh, left you on hold. Uh, you still with us from the 614? Nope, we lost him. That's my bad. Uh, he was he was right there. He was ready ready to get with us. And uh, but uh, anyway, if you're uh, if you're back out there on the 614 area code, uh, give us a call back, and uh, we're gonna get right back with you. Uh, Red versus blue. Uh, this uh, my name is Mike Trent. Uh, Co-host Scott Atkins. He's out with the flu, and uh, we got uh, we got Bill Hinton that uh, helped me out quite a bit tonight. So um, we're going to keep moving on, and uh, let's uh, let's look one game that's very intriguing: uh, Baltimore and Cincinnati. It's at Cincinnati, and uh, you know how many times is. Uh, is Cedric Benson going to run the ball against this defense, and how many times will he succeed? Well, I tell you what, man. I, I have uh, I have one league, uh, my main uh, league that I played longer than any, uh, that I have uh, Ryan Grant uh, against Tampa. He's almost a must start. Uh, I've got Frank Gore uh, in a really good matchup as well, and I have Cedric Benson. Um, tough call there on, on who my two are going to be. Right now I've got him sitting. But I also sat him against uh, Baltimore the last time. He responded. I sat him against Pittsburgh. He had a big game. So, uh, you know, he, he keeps finding ways to, to get the job done against these uh, tough matchups to where you almost got to say he's a must start. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's almost a must start, and you think, no way, there's no way possible that you can start him. But you know, why not? I mean, they keep giving him the ball. Uh, I just got a text from uh, my buddy Scott. Uh, shout out to Eric, uh, listening to the show, and uh, I uh, good, good. To, I'm glad you're listening, Eric, and I hope you're enjoying what you're hearing. What kind of, what kind of, little uh, rough around the edges. Uh, Normally, Scott, uh, he runs the show, but uh, we're going to carry this thing through uh, throughout the night, and uh, I won't call it into the night, but uh, Eric, I'm, I'm glad you're listening. Uh, you can catch me out on Facebook and uh, and uh, and what have you. Um, but uh, 
Anyway, Bill, uh, I would love to uh, – I, I just got kicked off the computer again. But uh, the one thing I want to bring up, uh, just shoot from the hip. Um, it's amazing the amount of points that uh, quarterbacks get. And it's amazing the amount of points that tight ends have been getting this, this year. I mean, it, if you're in a league, it would almost benefit you to – to have two tight ends and to almost start two tight ends. Uh, have you been in that situation? Because uh, I know, Bill, you, you're in three or four leagues. Have you been in, in that situation to where you're like, I would love to start two tight ends? Yeah, uh, I, I tell you what, uh, I, I've, got, I've got seven teams this year, Mike. I've uh, been really busy with it. Uh, there is actually um, – now I don't have the dilemma anymore, but there's one league I actually uh, had uh, Jason Witten and Owen Daniels in. Um, wow. Just because Owen Daniels was still sitting there late in the draft for some reason, and I felt compelled to go ahead and take him. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and I couldn't believe it, but I actually sat Jason Witten two times this year and actually worked out great both weeks. But uh, that was one dilemma. Uh, I have uh, another league where I had Antonio Gates, and um, Zach Miller, um, and there's been a, you know a, a couple weeks that Zach Miller got off. Uh, the one week with the 80 yarder uh, that Lewis Murphy makes the two great blocks on against the Eagles, I actually had Zach Miller sitting on my bench that week. Um, so you know it, there there's a lot of tight ends out there. I just went on a waiver wire in a 10 team league. I, my tight ends on uh, by this week. And uh, lo and behold, Kevin Moss is still sitting out there. And San Diego gives you know, up, you know, like the second or third most points to a tight end of any team in the league. So, I mean, there's, there's guys sitting out there on the waiver wire, even in 10 and 12 deep team leagues, that, you know, you can plug them right in and they're going to contribute. It's not like in the past yeah. where if you didn't get Tony Gonzalez, screw it, I'm waiting until when I draft my defensive kicker, I'll take my tight end, you know. Uh, it's not yeah. like that anymore. No, it's not, Bill. And uh, for the last two or three years, it seemed like that, uh, well, I just want to get one tight end and I'm done. Uh, but now it's like, my goodness, I mean, you better have three or four uh, and maybe even be able to start two. Uh, so In the leagues where you can start a second tight end as a flex, you know, that's great. I'm only in one that's like that, um, you know, and it, I, I've I wish actually that I did have that option that, to be able to start a tight end some weeks in those leagues, but uh, well, you know, it's, there's a there's a couple leagues that I'm in that that you can, and uh, you know, I I'm kind of going old school and I'm kind of afraid to do that. I'm going, uh, well, I don't know, I've never started two tight ends, but uh, but now's the time to do it. If you want to start two tight ends, now's the time to do it. If they're quality and good. If you want to start a tight end versus, say, a Devery Henderson, you better start that tight end. Yeah, especially the leagues that will reward you on point for reception and they give you one and a half for a tight end, you know. Uh, you can really dominate in, in that kind of situation. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's it goes back to, you know, how you set your team up on draft day. Uh, you know, I think it's more important than it ever has been have quality at receiver and tight end. I mean, it, you just don't build your draft through running back, running back, running back drafts anymore. You do, you just can't do it that way. You're going to get killed. And you got to get a top yeah. five or top ten quarterback anymore, it seems like, as well. Yeah. Uh, you're exactly right, Bill. I, I just got kicked off again, so I'm, I'm waiting on the 614. Uh, just hang loose with me, and uh, we're going to be right with you. But uh, – uh, you know, mother. What's with us now, won't <laughs> Why? <laughs> the birds. The birds. The birds. The birds, would you, brother? Talk to me about something that makes sense. Okay. This is Lenny. Uh, for all you out there, uh, this is this this is my brother Lenny. Uh, Lenny, big Philly fan. Uh, what do you think about your Philadelphia Eagles and what's going to happen against uh, Dallas Cowboys? Apparently nothing. Well, good. 
Do I? By the way, I actually like Tony Romo to go on the road and win a relevant game this week. Am I crazy? What do you think? What'd you say, Bill? I actually like Tony Romo to go on the road and win a meaningful game this week. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you, Mike. I'm really Well, I hope so. (laughs) Well, the one thing about the Dallas Cowboys, they've been flying under the radar. uh, As far as from a fantasy standpoint, Tony Romo's been doing well. Um, It's hard to take any running back from the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it'll be hard to take uh, Marion Barber. It'll be hard to take Short Choice, Felix Jones, any of those three running backs from the Dallas Cowboys. It's very hard to take. I agree. I agree totally. Uh, but you know, I, I once again, Philadelphia horrible against the tight end. If you got Jason Witten this week, love his matchup. Um, you know, the Eagles. The Eagles have gotten shredded by tight ends all year. Uh, Zach Miller goes eighty on them. I mean. Uh, this is a uh, this is a good week for the Cowboys. I, I think they're going to show up, and I think they're going to play well. Um, you know, well, you know, I, I I like what you're saying there, Bill. Uh, as far as uh, from a fantasy standpoint, a good week for uh, for the tight end Jason Witten because let's face it, Witten has he's been silent all year long. Uh, what makes you think that he's going to have a big week against Philly? Well, the Eagles' safeties do a horrible job in coverage uh, down the scene. Uh, I think Miles Austin will be able to stretch the field. Uh, I think that that stable of running backs will be able to do enough that on play action, uh, you know, you'll be able to pop that tight end seam when that safety comes up to try to stop that run. When he takes that two steps up to stop that run, all of a sudden Jason Witten's down the scene. Uh, it's it's just a beautiful matchup for the Cowboys from an offensive standpoint. Uh, game could be a shootout. If Philly wins, the game's a shootout. If Dallas wins, you know, it may stay under the total. But uh, it, the only way I see Philly winning is in a big-time shootout. You with me, Mikey? Right. Well, I'll tell you what, Bill. I mean, uh, you know, you break it down real good and uh, – so that might be an opportunity. If you're a Jason Witten player, uh, you know, if you have him on your team, then you definitely might have to do that. Uh, I'm looking down the uh, – well, let's stay on this tight end streak here. Um, what about uh, Kellen Winslow? Let's go Green Bay against uh, Tampa Bay. Kellen uh, Winslow Tom- against which tight end is yeah. going to show up for Green Bay? Yeah, uh Green Bay, uh, I'm hearing that Finley uh, may be able to give it a go this week. Um, if, if he if he's not, uh, unfortunately, tried to add Spencer Havner in a couple leagues, and uh, he shows up as a linebacker in IDPs. Uh, so uh, he was unaddable. But uh, Spencer Havner has looked great uh, in the time he's been on the field the last two weeks for Green Bay. But uh, in a lot of leagues I'm in, he's not available. He's a converted linebacker. Bill, hey, hey buddy. I was just sending uh, Scott a text. Uh, I'm getting kicked off left and freaking right. Yeah, we had, we're having some technical difficulties. I don't know, I don't know if you caught all of what I said on the uh, Spencer Havner, uh, but uh, 
But uh, I, he's unaddable in a lot of leagues, especially in Yahoo and ESPN formats. He's still listed as a linebacker. <laughs> no kidding. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I'm in three Yahoo leagues, and uh, he shows up in as uh, IDP and individual defensive players as a linebacker. He He's a converted linebacker, but you can't start him in tight end, at tight end in those formats. And the kids look great the last two weeks. I mean, very athletic, physical presence, uh, catches ball real well. Uh, but I think Finley may be able to give it a go in that game this week. Well, cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Havner and – you know, see what he can see what he can do. I mean, he's already shown that. Uh, what's the deal with Donald Lee? He's obviously not going to do anything. So, yeah, uh, Donald Lee. Uh, I, I don't. I think. I guess. I guess he's their number three now, actually, because uh, you know yep. you can't play Lee over Havner. <laughs> okay, we got a. Uh, let's see here. When the Thursday night game. That that's next week. Monday night, Pittsburgh at Denver. Pittsburgh at Denver, Bill. Uh, Is Mendenhall Hall your guy? Uh, Is Willie Parker your guy? What's the deal with Pittsburgh, first off? I think uh, Willie Parker uh, has much – I wouldn't be surprised if Willie's released uh, by the end of the year. he, he looks like he has no burst anymore. The, the many touches over the last few years seem to have taken its toll. Uh, Mendenhall's the guy, unless he puts the ball on the ground again. If he does, Mowelde, you're going to see Mowelde Moore more than you're going to see Willie Parker. Uh, and Mowelde Moore is, you know, he's he's a threat in the passing game as well as, uh, you know, a tough little runner. But that's uh, Mendenhall's yep. job to lose. The only way he loses that job is he puts the ball on the ground. I think he's going to have a good game against Denver. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, that's intriguing because uh, I think Willie Parker is on the way out. Uh, Mawadi Moore just seems like the guy that could just, you know, he comes out of the backfield, catches balls, and uh, next thing you know, he gets one catch for 40 yards. He might bust one for 12, uh, gets another catch for 12 or 15. And, uh, you know, I mean, he might not be a – you know, a blockbuster person right. uh, player-wise, but uh, next thing you know, I mean, as a fill-in in, in a 10-team in a ten, ten starter, I mean, if you have to start 10, that might be your guy. I mean, uh, and, you know, and even Mike, Mike Tomlin trusts him. You can tell. Mike Tomlin trusts him. You see him in there in yeah. the quarter all the time because he trusts him. Uh, and, you know, it, he's, he's a good little player. He's a poor man's Westbrook. You know that's that's what he is. Okay, well, uh, Bill, let's uh, let's talk about another a lesser known game, a right. uh, lesser known game that might affect a lot of fantasy owners: Detroit Lions at Seattle Seahawks. Now, most <laughs> yes. m- most everybody could care less about this game, but uh, let's face it. Uh, uh, if you're a Matt Hasselback owner like uh, like I am, uh, if you're a Matthew Stafford owner like I am, uh, what kind of impact could could this game have? I mean, Detroit and Seattle. I mean, what's going on here? Well, uh, you know, Hasselback definitely seems like a good play. Uh, if you like him, you probably got to like his receivers a little bit. Uh, Detroit's Detroit's just so banged up uh, defensively. Uh, they can't stop anybody. Um, it, it, Seattle should have their way with them. But, you know, Seattle, they've been a, a Jekyll and Hyde team all year. I mean, you win 41 to nothing one week and you get housed the next. Uh, you know, it's almost like you can't really trust Seattle as well. Uh, Stafford may get a lot of good garbage numbers uh, late because I do expect them to be down. Um, you can run on Seattle a little bit. They're not as bad against the run as what you would think. I, you know, thought they'd be – I was looking at the run defense rankings earlier today, and, you know, they're mid-pack. Uh, you know, they're not as bad as what you think. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a game Seattle's supposed to win, and it's a game Seattle's stars are supposed to play well in. Uh, that being said, Seattle doesn't always do that. 
So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, Detroit, it, it, Megatron's out still, isn't he? Uh, Johnson is RC. I'm going to try to give it a go this week. Okay, well that that sounds good. Uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna have a special guest here in a bit, uh, and uh, I, I get here. <laughs> Alex, I'm here. Alex Kaganowski. Uh Bill Hedden, by the way, uh, is on the other line as well. Uh, Alex Kaganowski, uh, Bill Hedden, uh, this is Mike Trent on Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio. Uh, Alex, I'm, I am dealing with some serious computer issues, but I am so glad that you joined us. Um, Bill and I, we've been trying to break down every game, um, but uh, something I didn't get to let uh, Bill know and uh, the rest of listeners know that uh, you are the prognosticator and you are the best and you're very good and uh, Bill if you ever get a chance uh, check out fantasyfootballplayerschampionship.com you need to do it uh, Alex I'm going to leave the floor to you Bob yeah I may be the best I'm also 0-3 uh, from last week well, no thanks to well, you, buddy <laughs> no. Well, what I was going to do, I've been thinking all week, and I was like, oh, man. I agreed with every play he made, every single one he made. And this week, when he when he's getting ready to make his play, is, I'm going to lay the phone down and just go away. <laughs> hey, buddy, I'm sorry, Alex. Thank hey, gummit. Don't worry about it. First of all, I don't believe in any of that nonsense, the uh, jinx or any of that stuff. Um the three, the three bets I lost. I mean, I could have just as easily won them. I, I mean, obviously, Asante Samuel intercepts uh, Eli Manning on the first pass of the game, <laughs> and I, yeah. I, got, I got the guy. I got the guy not not to intercept the pass, and he, you know, he intercepts it the, on the first play. But who the heck knows? You know, if he doesn't, if he doesn't catch it that first pass, I mean, maybe he doesn't get any of the rest of the game. So, uh, you know, that kind of a bet, you know. They could go either well, see, the one that, the, the, uh, the one the that Hector, hurt me, Alex, was the Massaquai. Well, the Massaquai, yeah, as soon as you said it was over by halftime, then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, exactly. <laughs> but listen, so I'm, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, two and a half receptions for any wide receiver. Got to take the over. He only got two. Eh, what can you do? The Hester, though, the Hester play was over, I'm sorry, eight, under 80 and a half. And the guy catches 81 yards. <laughs> oh, my God. What yeah. A, what that a mistake in the heart. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what, Bill and uh, Alex, uh, uh, Scott called me uh, about, uh, I don't know, about 4.30, 5 o'clock that afternoon. He goes, he ain't going to believe this. But Alex went 0-3 thanks to you. <laughs> by, by, by the yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was you know, uh, I always I always talk about the rest of my plays. Uh, I mentioned the rest of my plays, and I actually ended up having a good week because I, I usually put in about between 20 and 30 uh, uh, plays myself. I only give you guys three a week. So I, the sure. funny thing is I had a good week last week after uh, having a couple of losing weeks in a row. Uh, but uh, obviously, you know, that good doesn't job. Really, yeah, that doesn't really matter as far as the 0-3 I gave you. But hey, you know uh, I'm here, and I'm gonna make up for it. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you got this week, Alex? All right. We'll start with uh, the first play. Will be Kevin Walter, and uh, we're gonna um, we're gonna talk about Kevin Walter. And obviously, Owen Daniels is out. Uh, Kevin Walter steps in. Uh, well, he doesn't step in, but he's obviously been starting. But uh, uh, hopefully, he steps in as more of a target uh, in the passing game. And the play here is over under three and a half receptions for Kevin Walter. Uh, I'm going to take the over three and a half minus, 50, minus 25 cents, uh, later 25 cents. And I'm going to hope that he catches four balls in a game where you have to figure on the road uh, Houston should be uh, probably trailing and should be coming from behind. 
And uh, Owen well, Daniels has been catching five, six balls a week, and uh, those balls have to go somewhere, and hopefully Kevin Walter picks up the slack. I think it's worth mentioning uh, that uh, the Indianapolis Colts are pretty banged up on, the, on that defensive uh, in the, in the, in the uh, backfield there. So uh, well, that, should, that should help. I, you know, I don't think that's too bad, Alex. Uh, based on the history of uh, Houston and Indy, it's always been a shootout. Uh, they've always been able to put up a lot of points. That's why, I, you know, I'm not hesitant at all to put uh, uh, Steve Slayton in my starting lineup this week. Uh, but uh, Kevin Walter, over three and a half minus uh, minus quarter. I like yeah, that's the number one. I like it a ton. Uh, play number two, we're going to go over to uh, to the NFC, and uh, we're going to look at Matt Ryan and the uh, over-under on his total touchdowns thrown is one and a half. And I'm going to take the under one and a half here, and I'm going to get plus 35 cents, actually, which... I always like to see and I always like to take to get. Um, the reason why, but I like the play in itself, even without the 35. I mean, the 35 obviously made me made me uh, uh, like to play even more, but I like the under one and a half because Carolina um, has given up nine touchdowns in seven games in the air. So that's uh, just a little bit over one a game. Uh, and... Matt Ryan, obviously, you know, he's got uh, Roddy White. He's obviously got Gonzalez. But the primary threat to score, of course, has been has been Turner with, I believe, nine this year. Um, so, you know, this is a little bit uh, of, a, of a situation where I kind of – I like the fact that I'm getting the 35 cents. I'm looking at the stats. I'm kind of thinking that, you know, this, this is a play that, uh, that should go my way. But, you know uh, – more, uh, mostly, it's, it's the thirty-five cents, really, that that I'm so, kind of looking for. Well, it sounds like to me, Alex, that uh, you're banking on uh, Atlanta to pretty much pound the ball as far as uh, just run, run, run. If they get close, they're going to run it in. I mean, I, I am. That's that's kind of what I'm looking at. You know, like I said, here it's it's about half of this bet is about the uh, the way the game should go, and the other half is about the fact that it's a value play. So it's a little bit 50-50 here. Right, right. And there's nothing wrong with value play. Nothing wrong with value play. Nothing at all. And you gotta, you got to like the fact, too, that, you know, Atlanta, uh, the, the, the way to beat Washington is let Washington's offense handle the game. No need to take chances, do anything crazy yourself. Uh, you know, pound the football. Um, and that's, that seems the way to go, be the way to go, even, even kick field goals. I mean, just – Put trust in your defense and that Washington's offense is bad. I love it. Wait a minute. Uh, Atlanta's playing Carolina. Am I wrong? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you said – I thought they said Washington earlier. I'm really sorry. Sorry about that. That's okay, Alex. When you said Carolina earlier, I was like, no, 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 no. Well, it might as well be. <laughs> Are they playing Washington? Uh, Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I, I apologize. That was my mistake. I don't even know how that happened. But uh, that's all. Right. I, I, Alex, trust me. Every night uh, when we get off doing this show, Scott's probably like, "It's my mistake for having Mike as a co-host." <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I should know this. I should, I should know better than making a mistake, uh, a mistake like this. I really don't know what I was looking at, but. Uh, Regardless, the play stands. So Matt Ryan under play one stands. Half, Matt, yeah, it's not Ryan. It's Ryan. Touchdowns and uh, plus thirty-five cents. Well, it's Washington, Carolina, uh, whatever. <laughs> Same thing. All right, let's go to play number three. Uh, and uh, I'm going to go to Larry Fitzgerald here. And um, I've been noticing by looking at these uh, these props uh, for the first nine weeks that his over/under on his total yards has kind of been, you know, in, in this in the uh, 70s range, like 77, 78, uh, kind of in the 80, you know, low 80s maybe. And uh, I know he hasn't been getting a lot of yards, and I guess maybe that's why they've kept that number low. But every time I see that, 
player. I'm like, man, Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, do these people forgot right. who this guy is, you know? So uh, the total on his uh, receiving yards this week is 79 and a half. And, I, you know, I just couldn't pass it up. I said to myself, you know, th- maybe this is the week that he goes off for 130 or 140 on those really bad Chicago um, defensive backs. Uh, so I'm going to take the over 79.5 on Larry Fitzgerald, minus 15 cents. And by the way, uh, Ch- Chicago Chicago has uh, um, yielded over 100 yard receiving to Greg Jennings, Burleson, Calvin Johnson, and Ocho Cinco this year. Uh, wow. All number That's one a lot of yards. Yeah, all number one wide receivers, you know, with the, arguably Burleson 1A, 1B. But, uh, you know, so I think Fitzgerald uh, could, uh, could match that as well. And uh, one thing about it uh, that I want to add to that, Alex, is uh, Arizona, they can't win at home, but they can win on the road, and they get things done on the road. Uh, Bill, you want to comment on that? Uh, you kind of put uh, thunder there, Mikey. Uh, Arizona's been a better road team than they have been at home this year. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, and – if Chicago can do anything defensively, they can stop the run a little bit better than they uh, definitely. They're they're bad against the pass. It's a bad pass defense. Fitzy uh, should be tough. He should be tough in that game. Okay, well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna agree with every one of Alex's because last week I did and uh, ooh that was bad. So uh, I'll tell you what, Alex. Uh, first off, I want to thank you for being on and hang on for a few more minutes because I would like to ask you one one fantasy question but uh, in your picks Kevin Walter uh, over three and a half receptions minus the quarter Matt Ryan uh, under one and a half touchdown thrown and then L Pitts over 79 and a half minus 15 all right, sounds good. Uh, I like uh, I like one of those. I don't like two of them, but uh, that means that, that's good for you. <laughs> that's good for you. It sure is. <laughs> Based on last week. I am the smartest <laughs> man alive. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, it's always a pleasure to have you uh, have you in the, uh, have you on the show, uh, Alex, and you do a wonderful job. Uh, What's going on with the uh, FFPC? I mean, you guys do a wonderful, wonderful job. Is there anything else that's uh, going on? Because uh, Bill, uh, my partner, uh, my buddy that's uh, on the line right now, uh, he'd like to know uh, if there's anything, anything that's happening right now, and uh, you know who, who's the leader and what's going on. Uh, well, you know, we're going along great, rolling. Uh, I think uh, everyone's uh, having a pretty good time. Who's involved? I, I, I think the the interesting thing worth mentioning is uh, in our main event, we we have some incredibly tight races in uh, in some of the leagues. And when I say tight, I'm talking about like the top six teams. I think there's one league where we have the top six teams separated by nine points, uh, which wow. is like really unheard of. I've, you know, I've been in the high stakes. That is close. I've been in a high stakes game for eight years, you know, playing in all the contests. I have never seen anything like that um, going into week nine. You know, we have other leagues where teams are separated, five, six, seven teams separated by 30, 40, 50 points, which is also incredibly tight uh, considering how late in the season it is. So uh, for some reason or another, and because uh, I myself play in other contests, i uh, I have not noticed this type of parity in other contests, um, and you know right. uh, I've I've noticed it in the FFPC. I haven't been able to figure out specifically why, but that's the way it is. And I think parity is good for everybody because everyone has a chance to the end. So uh, that's kind of you know the one thing I'd like to mention. But otherwise, uh, the website is myffpc.com, and uh, you know you're welcome to go and check it out. Absolutely, I appreciate that, Alex, and. Uh... You know, you, you talk about parity, and parity has really shown up in uh, fantasy football because there's no stud. Uh, I think I brought that up on the show a couple weeks ago. There's no stud 
person, a running back, quarterback, this is a, this is a wide receiver. I mean, it just you you've got to pick and choose your spots, and that's what makes the uh, fantasy football the world so much uh, more creative and innovative. And you have to you have to know what you're going to do, and you got to pick your spots, and it makes it difficult. Well, you don't have the LT, obviously. Uh, you know, LT, and and uh, in the past some. Uh, others like Priest Holmes, and you know you've had Sean Alexander a few years, and even Edger and James, and uh, players like that who've really dominated uh, uh, fantasy football over the last decade, uh, and uh, have helped their 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 owners really dominate. And I mean, you do have some players like that this year, but I don't think for some reason you just don't see that separation. I... You really don't see that separation from those those owners uh, on a regular basis from league to league. I mean, you'll have, you know, every once in a while you'll see that dominant, dominant team. But overall, there really is a lot more balance and parity. Yeah, I, I totally agree. There's, there's, there's so much more balance, parity, and it makes it, uh, it makes it tough, but it makes it more challenging, like I said. As an owner, it's like, who do I start? And, you know, two, three years ago, well, I, I would just start so-and-so just because. Uh, but now you can't do that. You you got to delve into the matchups. You got to delve into who is this wide receiver going up against? What's their uh, pass uh, defense? You know, you know what I'm saying, Alex? I mean, you got to really dig deep and find out which flex players you want to play. For instance, I'm in uh, a couple leagues that you got to start ten players, and. I'm, I'm going to tell you what, it, it is very tough to find out which one you want to start. I think, you know, you touched on something as far as um, all the research that, that people do, the uh, owners do uh, right now. I, I think it, it has to do with the uh, just the fact that it's available to them. Uh, maybe in the past uh, there were a couple of sites who were uh, doing the strength of schedule and really breaking it down and, uh, you know, versus quarterbacks, versus running backs. I mean, really digging deep into, you know, how well a defense uh, does against uh, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, uh, you know, home away, you know, whatever the situation, the sport right. that may be. Uh, but right now it's almost almost like everybody's really uh, talking about it and seeing the importance in that. And, uh, you know, the players have a lot more information to digest and to use for their uh, who-do-I-start decisions. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, it's a it's a funny game. It's a funny game we play, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun that we play. And uh, I tell you what, Alex, I definitely appreciate you being on, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna root for uh, Ke- root for Kevin Walter out there, guys, and we're not gonna root for Matt Ryan, and we're gonna root for uh, El Pitts. <laughs> All right, Does that sound good. Good to me. Okay, Alex. Well, look here, man. Uh, we're going to have to let you go, and uh, we've got about a minute and a half to go. But, uh, hey, uh, without Scott, uh, you know, it's been a, been a good show. we still got uh, about 60 seconds to go. But, uh, Alex, thanks again. Uh, really appreciate you checking in. And uh, like, like I said, guys, uh, Bill, you guys need to check out the Fantasy Football Players Championship. I mean, it is it is an awesome site, and uh, – Alex has done a wonderful job along with Dave, and uh, we really appreciate you. Okay, see ya. All right, take care, Alex. See you, Alex. Hey, Bill, he, he does he does a wonderful job. Him and uh, Dave, I mean, they are outstanding. Uh, if you get a chance, uh, check it out and, uh, you know, see what you think. You got any closing thoughts there, Bill? Well, uh, it is Breaker's Tough Day tomorrow, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> Can she beat the guys? We got we got about thirty seconds. Can she beat the guys? Uh, she can. I don't know that she will, but she can. Uh, yep. I think the ability's there. Uh, she's got plenty of want to. Uh, I, I worry style wise that she just may be a little too far back. 
it seems like the uh, synthetic at Santa Anita has been favoring speed a lot more lately. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Hey, Bill. Yeah. Yo. Just style-wise, you know, I think she comes from so far back, and that track's been favoring speed a little bit more than what it has. That's the only knock I have on her, but she always runs a race. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's going to be tough, but... Uh... Anyway, Bill, we got we got to wrap it up, and even though we've already wrapped it up, but uh, thanks a lot, Bill. I really appreciate you. Uh, no problem, buddy. I mean, really, I do. Uh, and you bring Good you time. bring a lot to the show, and uh, I, and I appreciate that. Delayed my buzzle meter. I'm going to the bar. <laughs> Go to the bar. Uh, hey, man, uh, I'll give you a buzz tomorrow. All right, sounds good, buddy. I'll talk to you. Uh, thanks, Bill. I'm back. Bye.